Robbie Boersboom has always loved rugby league. At 10 years of age, he started playing at school, but only started playing for his local club, Harvey Bay Seagulls, at the age of 12. He is a tall and fast front rower. With only a few months of playing for his club, he was identified to represent his region, the Wide Bay. In this episode of Future Champions, Robbie shares the progress of his journey in rugby league so far, his joy at representing his city, region and central Queensland, his identification by the Seagulls Academy and the Melbourne Storm Academy. It is a young man's journey in pursuit of his dream, playing state of origin football. Have you always had a passion for rugby league? Yeah, I loved it ever since I was a kid. Got it through mum and dad, like origin, love origin, just watching footy Friday nights. At what point did you realise that you enjoyed playing the game and that you were good at it? I started enjoying it because when I first started, I at a young age, I, people love scoring. And because I was real tall and I'm pretty quick for how big I am, I would like break through people and I'd score a lot. And I found enjoyment in that at a younger age. And when I made Wide Bay my first year, I'm like, I haven't been playing for like less than three months and I've made Wide Bay, I must think I'm pretty good. And playing with my friends, I enjoyed that really a lot. As a student of Xavier Catholic College, Robbie trialled and was selected for the Harvey Bay Under-12 Rugby League team. He was then selected for the Wide Bay School team that travelled to Townsville in June 2017 to participate in the Boys State Rugby League Championships. The teams in the school championships are Capricornia, Darling Downs, Met East, Met North, Met West, Northern, Northwest, Peninsula, South Coast, Southwest, Sunshine Coast and Wide Bay. While Robbie enjoyed his experience in Townsville, his championships were cut short due to a serious injury to his thumb. How did that feel to get identified so young and so young into the sport? I felt awesome. Like First year playing footy, didn't think I'd be that good at it. Then I get selected for a very well-known team that age. I got didn't know a lot of people, made a lot, a lot of new friends. It just, I felt Really excited. You go up there and you play your first game. Who are you playing against? Northern. They were, I think they got set third overall in the whole comp. We got hammered by them like 36-6. But I got player of the match that game, which felt really good. And what do you think it was that you did in a losing team that made you get player of the match? I just didn't give up. Just kept giving 100%, running as hard as I could, making tackles, chasing the ball off kicks, just always talking, just not giving up at all. You're on a high, you've played a game, you've been identified. When did the injury happen? So second game, we're versing Medis, which ended up coming second overall. We had the hardest pull in the whole comp. Wide Bay always gets put in the hardest pull on the whole thing, which I find pretty good challenge, which I like. First like 10 minutes, I put a shot on the captain for Northern and he landed on my thumb and he snapped the top of my thumb so the joint was on top of the other bit and I couldn't move it it was all swollen so then in the middle of a play I go up to my mate Harry he was our captain I'm like Harry I think I broke my thumb and he's my he's been my mate for years now and we play club together so we know each other really well he's like you'll be all right mate just keep playing so I keep playing and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and when I have an injury I think oh, I'll go away so I thought it was just a fracture but it turns out it was a severe break I had a cast on for 10 weeks when do you realise that you're not going to play for the rest of the competition? When the coach said you need to go to hospital. And we were sitting in hosp Townsville Hospital for like three hours and I get a cast on and I realise, well, that's the end of my week. Robbie's mum, Yasmin, reflects on the championships in Townsville and the injury. The thumb injury, that was when we headed to Townsville. So obviously very exciting being able to go to Townsville. And then first game in, he broke his thumb. So that was devastating for him. 
Um, he didn't tell anyone straight away. He continued to play throughout the whole game and then decided to show one of his trainers. And unfortunately, we went straight to hospital in Townsville and he was put in half cast and that was our time up in Townsville. But we did stay. He wanted to stay and support the rest of the boys for the rest of the week and still be part of it all. But it it was sad. It was really sad. You know, we could have quite easily packed up and gone home and said, well, this is it. But just letting him still be part of it and still feel part of the team and experience it all, that I think really helped him get through. Going back to the game, how hard was it to receive the ball and to pass the ball? Tackling wasn't really that bad. I just kind of stuck to one shoulder to tackle. But catching was a bit difficult. I tried to try and catch a ball one-handed or like, well, when it come to me, just tuck it under my shoulder. And I couldn't really palm off with my left hand because it would severely hurt. But I just kept going. After you received the injury, you stayed on for the tournament. Were you able to get anything out of the tournament without playing? Yeah, I could. I would sit back and I could also identify where we were going on off the field because it's a very different view from on the field. And I could give feedback to the coaches or like the players like who would also play in my position or do this a bit better or he's not that good out there target this side and that's where I really got my eye for the game. A lot of players would take that injury and that disappointment and not be able to grow from it but what you're saying is that you were able to develop as a player despite the injury. I took it as a learning experience. It was only my first year. I knew my mentality was, I'll just make it again next year. I'll go harder next year. After the tournament, you come back home and you're told that you can't play for 10 weeks. How do you deal with that? Uh, I'd still go to training because my brother, by then, he signed up. So I'd sit there with the team. I'd still do fitness. I'd do like running fitness whenever I could just to stay fit. I'd just help out training, like give them the balls and just help my team out not be at home and be miserable and did you feel at any time a sense of misery yeah when it come to game days and I'd have to sit on the bench knowing I could make a difference but I couldn't I just have to sit there and watch my team do things knowing I couldn't do anything to help and what strategy did you develop to be able to work through 10 weeks of being off football have the mentality as a coach try and help out the team training hard getting the diet right and then preparing myself mentally for a game I'd kind of act like a coach do you think you grew and developed as a player during that 10 week period yeah my eye for the game I would pick out plays a lot more I could tell what was about to happen a lot more from sitting on the sideline and watching did you actually have a date that you knew you would return I was just really waiting because they said I'd be eight weeks and it got to 10 weeks and the cast was off and then I'd have to wear thumb braces. As soon as I take it off, I don't take it easy after I get injured. I just go 100% straight back into it. And then i got to learn to dial it back a bit first and then go 100%. That's an interesting point you've made. What challenges did you face in your return back to your first game with rugby league? Um, I remember it very well. It, we were playing Souths. They were third on the ladder and it was a semi-final. And I remember my first run around the whole field, did a dive under the post and just cheered because I was so happy to be back. And I didn't really face challenges, just more excitement to be back. So did you have to change any style of play or anything within your game while you were still coming back from injury? Not really, just get the fitness back up a little bit from not 
being able to train much from those 10 weeks. That's the semi-final. How did you go in that game? Oh, we did very well. I think we won 46-10. This would be my fourth year playing with these boys. We've gone three years undefeated and winning grand finals. So we like have a very high standard. When was the first grand final that you won as a player? Under 12s. My first year, I got player of the year that year in under 12s. First year playing, got player of the year, made wide bay, would have made Queensland. I got a shield with my name put on it from player of the year. That's hanging up in the club. Then the second year, you win a grand final. Yeah, this was now under 13, so it's international rules now. We play Bundy teams as well, and we have a pretty big rivalry with Bundy, and that was a tough year. It was against Bundy Brothers. They were our competition. It'd always be a close game whenever we'd play, and in the grand final, we won 48-8. That felt good. And how did you play? I played pretty well. I went hard for the first 10. I scored in the first five, and then I would like dial it back a bit, so I'd run support because they they would target me so they think I'd always try and run the ball and score so I'd run offload to my center and he's really quick so he'd run score and then I'd like make meters and then just play offloads because they'd all target me because they'd expect me to run. Can you recall a game where you've actually had an off game or a hard game? It was a schoolboys game it was I think our grand final for schoolboys start of the game went very well and then I don't know what happened it just I started missing tackles I started dropping the ball I wasn't focused I wasn't switched on in the second half and I was beating myself up about it because I made a tackle but he slipped out and scored and we lost the game and I was beating myself up about that like if I had switched back on we could have won that when you have a bad game do you doubt your ability as a player I don't doubt my ability I just I just feel real disappointed in myself and I feel like I let everyone down how do you grow from that experience i say to myself there was just one game it's not the end of the world there'll be more i'll prove myself in the next game and get back to where i am before we go any further i think it's important to explain the junior pathway that robbie was navigating in 2017 when robbie was 12 he participated in the queensland school sports system when he turned 13 the elite junior pathway was club-based under the care of the central division of Queensland Rugby League. The Central Division has three regions, which are Capricorn, Southwest and Wide Bay. In 2018, Robbie was playing for the Harvey Bay Seagulls, which made him eligible to trial for the Fraser Coast Crushers and then for the Wide Bay Bulls. As part of the Bulls team, Robbie travelled to Chinchilla to compete in the Central Junior Carnival. We had a three-day carnival. We'd sleep in a cattle yard. They called it Tent City. So there'd be two of us in a tent. We'd all be put in our teams like in rows and then it'd be like the Bulls area then the other teams areas and we'd play, first day we played one team then on the next day we played two teams and then we'd have like a grand final thing about emplacement. Uh, were you nervous about injuries going into that game? No, I just didn't think about injury. just thought about my game, what I had to do and how I can do that. How do you feel you performed? First game we performed really well. That was against Sunny Coast. We beat them. I played very well, stuck to my game plan what I have to do make meters have a quick play of the ball just be on the outside of my halves and just play my game that's the best we've done at wide bay because last year I obviously broke my thumb and didn't have a good experience personally at wide bay but it wasn't a week thing just three days three games three teams yeah first game played very well scored we put points on stuck to our game plan and then we played I think Mustangs they were the hardest team in the comp we got smashed by them the team gave up but once again, just got to not give up. Keep trying no matter what. And the third game? That was against Capras. They were another really strong team. They had a really good forward pack and strong middle. We had to try and play around them. But once again, we like just lost that game. As an under 13, Robbie was eligible 
and got selected for the Regional Queensland Development Squad, the Central Crows. Robbie shares his experience at the development camp. I was lucky enough to be picked in Queensland Crows for that year. Find the 13s, you don't go away and play. It's more a camp. You get to know other people like that you played against. So they pick a handful of people from each team. So from Wide Bay, Falcons, Gappers and Mustangs. And they take you to... They took us to Noosa, stayed in accommodation there. We trained, did beach fitness of a morning. We did night fitness there. We'd sit down as a team, talk about game plans, and we'd all watch the footy games there, just like a team bonding thing. We get there, we get put in our dorms like with teammates, and we go, we have set meals for when we have them, and then we go to the fields, we train there. We do a three-hour session, have like a 10-minute break, do another three-hour session, and then have like another quick break, head back, hop in the pools, like relax a bit, then get ready for like another two-hour session. What did you learn from that experience? Um, a lot of different things. They taught us tackle techniques, how to be better with our play the ball, how to, like, they actually taught us plays we could take back to our club that we could use for club level. They taught us individual things, what we can do ourselves. When we run the ball, how to get past people, like, just very skill-based. After coming back from that experience, did you feel like you were a better leader? Yeah, I did. I felt like I could show people a lot more what I could do, and I felt like I could help out a lot of other players in my team. In 2019, Robbie played for the Fraser Coast Crushers and then the Wide Bay Bulls, but didn't get selected for the under-14 Central Crows. He was devastated by the non-selection but quickly bounced back when an opportunity to travel to the Sunshine Coast and play with the Seagulls Academy presented itself, and he grabbed it with open arms. From that opportunity grew another, to play a game with the under-16 Melbourne Storm squad and then train with Melbourne Storm at the Sunshine Coast Academy. The Seagulls Academy, supported by the Brisbane Broncos, is the elite player development program run by Wynnum Manly Seagulls. The Seagulls Academy is a program to educate young players who have displayed potential about all aspects of rugby league, both on and off the field. Me and the Harvey Bay boys, us Harvey Bay boys, we got picked for Wynnum and we went to Sunny Coast and did a one-day carnival there. We played four games. We played against a Bundy team, uh, two Sunny Coast teams and a Western team. We just do 20-minute games there. And us boys from Wynnum and Harvey Bay, we've never played together. Well, all these teams have, they've trained for the whole year. We won three of our games out of the four. So first game, we got hammered. Then second game, we won by two. Then the third game was against Bundy and I got a full field try. And I was already in their recruitment thing from under 13s, me and my mate, Parker, he's older, one year older than me, but we got picked to go to Sunny Coast like every holidays and do a training session with the manager of Storm. And so we do that. And then I was already in their system. So obviously I played pretty well and I got picked to play for the under 16 Storm side. And where did you play? So we went to Sunny Coast at the Sunny Coast Stadium where the other carnival was and they had a new sports precinct there. So for like recovery, everything there so we went there met the players we did like a hour training session there got position sorted play sorted then we spent like i think two hours in recovery so we did like stretches ice baths like hot water baths and like massage machines we did all that recovery and then back to the stadium we got in the change rooms and it had our name with our jersey number in the change rooms which is pretty cool and then at the end of it they let us keep the jersey and all the gear after our game
do you use that moment and that experience as motivation moving forward? Yeah, it's like I've had a little taste of what's to come. I want the real thing. Did you see it as a challenge? Oh, I saw it as a like yeah, a challenge and a moment to prove myself to obviously the Storm team there and the manager there. Obviously two years younger than these boys. They've been in this academy thing for a long time. So we played against the under-16s country Queensland side. They were doing travelling. They didn't lose any of their games. And then so I went out there, just played my hardest, went out, tackled, ran hard, made metres, just kept making my tackles, following my plays, what I had to do, just doing what I had to do to prove myself, and we ended up beating them. How would you rate your performance in that game? I think I played very well for what I did. I went out, I made a lot of tackles, just went out, did what I could do at that level. Obviously, we didn't have a lot to train, so a long time to train, and didn't know a lot of the people, so it's kind of hard to like tell them what to do or like what you want to do, but we ended up working it out, and I feel like I played very well. From that game, what are some of the things that you felt you could improve on? I felt like I could improve my line speed. We did have like a two-week holiday and didn't really do much during that holiday. I feel like my line speed off the mark got a bit sloppy, so I felt like I could improve rushing off line a bit more. But other than that, I really felt like my defence was very well. I don't think I missed a tackle. I think I just did very well. Well, you're talking about Winner Manly development squad. Can you explain what that means? Um, So pretty much when they're programmed now, just before the end of the year, we went back to Seagulls. They got an app now that they use, and they set us up to that. So we get emails, what training are, what carnival dates are, the gear we're getting. So we're in their system now and they will we'll stay in that. And if they want to keep us in that, we'll probably play for their A-League team. And then they have a Mel Meninga side. So hopefully get selected for that eventually. And then through there, get selected up. How do you manage with the distance? It's like an hour and a half drive to training and then obviously drive back. Then have a like get back at like nine then go to school the next day you just got to work around it i got to stay on top of my school work and assignments and that so i don't fall behind hour and a half drive is not that long because we do bundy trips that's pretty much an hour there and back at a day so just get used to it really so where do you train sunny coast for winning Manly. we go to their academy there before we conducted this interview with robbie we got him to complete a pre-interview survey in this survey it was clear that he identified self-motivation as one of his strengths. I asked our mind coach, Troy Haligowski, to provide some insight on this. It's about being able to search within yourself for the thing that gives you the most kick. So for example, Muhammad Ali, right? When he was a younger guy, he worked in a grocery store, he saved up money, bought a secondhand blue bike, loved the blue bike, just loved this bike. And it got stolen. And he spent his whole summer trying to find this bike. And he was ticked. And he was ticked right till he was an older man. And every time he got into the ring, they asked him, you know, what do you sort of, you know, what gets you going? And he says, when I look at my opponent sitting on the other chair, I say, hey, you're the bloke that stole my bike. He found some way that got him charged, right? Because motivation comes and goes. It's, it swings like happiness. It's not a, a consistent thing. But if he is self-motivated, there is something that he's found that he knows drives him. And he keeps recalling back to that thing. So when I sit with, with young people, you, you try and find what is that motivator? What does that get some that emotional content to be positive and have a good attitude? Keep coming back to that. Keep finding other examples that you hold within you. So you can constantly find the resources to keep yourself motivated. For Robbie, it seems as though his dream of becoming a state of origin player is what drives him to keep going. What motivates you to play rugby league and also to become the best you can be? Ever since I was a kid and I started, I want to play Origin. I want to play 
for state of origin and that's the dream that's the goal so i want to work towards that as hard as i can that vision that you have playing state of origin how often do you think about it and how deeply do you imagine a game where you'd be playing or do you think about it in your head often what it would feel like what it would look like representing queensland in a state of origin Every game, I feel I take it like a grand final. I take it like I play like it's the last game I'll ever play if this is my last chance to prove myself. If I feel like I'm losing motivation or like not doing as well, I just think about that and I want to make it and then that just gets in my head. Then I just go off that. Talk to me about your self-motivation outside of the game. Doing fitness outside of the game. Say I don't enjoy it as much. I just say, no, nah, I'm doing this because of footy. This is eventually going to lead to me making it. So i got to put in the work here. Is it fair to say that when you don't feel like doing the hard yards, you think about your future goal as being an origin player? Yeah, and that motivates me to put in the hard yards here. At this point in my interview with Robbie, I started to talk to him about some of his goals. One of the goals he has is to win another grand final. But his team has made four grand finals, won three and lost one. That is pretty impressive by anyone's standards. But Robbie was very keen to talk about the game they lost and had a strong opinion as to why they lost this game. We got cheated out of our grand final last year. The refs were against us and everything and we had stupid calls against us. So we went out, scored, and we scored again. It was 10-0, halftime, on a high. We were going good and then... I'm going to stop Robbie here. As he spends a fair amount of time going into details of the travesty that befell his team on the grand final day. I wanted to play this part of the interview because I think it is really important. Many players, elite players included, often let decisions that are outside of their control have a negative impact on them. Former Australian Wallaby Chris Latham spoke about this in a previous episode. He spoke about letting the past moments impact your future moments. It's about being in the moment, playing minute by minute, second by second. A champion player will just move on and move to the next second, will move to the next play and just continually to do that and play what's in front. And then after the game, we'll go back, reassess, relook at it, see what can be done better and make improvements. Whereas the not so elite athlete will really get themselves down, will consistently go back to that moment whilst two, three, four, five other moments have also gone and passed. Some by not by them not even seeing them and then also some that they have seen and then that just adds into the anxiety adds into the disappointment and before long you know you're looking at an athlete that's that's caught up in the game as opposed to being in front of the game and and playing i wanted to spend a bit of time on this as it is something that robbie admitted can impact his performance in a game i want to talk about how you self-regulate your behavior on the pitch do you think that you have a problem with getting angry and if so how do you manage that I more get angry if not at my team or at my players, more at the ref's decisions, which I feel like most kids do. But it didn't really get, wasn't really as bad until end of last year when the refs started being put against us on purpose. And I get real angry, I guess, when I go on. And I feel like they cheated us out of something. They can't play fairly. So I know I get angry at them, but it doesn't mess up my game or. I don't get angry at my players or my coach or anything. It's more like angry how they can't play fair. I want to challenge you on on something. When we get angry, it's often 
we are annoyed about something that's happened in the past. Is that fair to say that's happened to you? Yeah, it has. We talk about high-level games and rugby league or any other sport being a series of moments. And as a player, you have to respond to series of moments that are occurring in the future or in the present. Do you think sometimes by getting annoyed, you're living in the past and you're, you're focusing on a moment that's gone and you may miss the next moment where you can impact the game? I feel like that has happened before. Because I feel like I've seen someone and I remembered something they did and I want to get back at them for that. But if I didn't do that, I could have focused and done something new to get past, like, say, score. Other than trying to put, like, a shot on someone. I'm getting a lot better at that now. Obviously, that I've got made more teams and they say move on a lot more. Like, it's happened. Have you ever got angry at a referee for making a wrong decision that went in your favour? No. If a referee makes a wrong decision but it supports us, I don't say anything. I just say, that's should have gone our way boys but we got it now let's just use it but i have gotten angry like in the grand final how do you deal with those sorts of issues because you're not going to change a referee's mind yeah how do you move past the moment that's already occurred and start looking forward to the moment that's about to happen that you can change yeah so we go all right we're down points like on the scoreboard let's change that we got to play hard make our way down put points on then if we don't give the ref anything to penalize us about then there's nothing to worry about i want to bring our mind coach troy back into the conversation and get his take on dealing with anger and what strategies can be adopted to overcome it? Look at the All Blacks when I had that slump. I think it was 2009, 2011, something like that. And they made this notion of redhead, bluehead. They learned to recognize when they're in the redhead, angry, ticked off, going to punch someone in the face mindset and said, okay, how do we then switch you from that to a bluehead, which is calm, alert, ready to go? And so they developed what's called anchoring. So, for example, one guy would sit there and he'd hold his wrist. Another guy would put some ice on his head. Another guy would look out into the distance across the park to get themselves back into that space. They had a specific technique that when they recognized in themselves, because you first got to be self-aware, right? I recognize I'm getting angry or I recognize I'm choking, you know, from the anxiety. You have to plan a way that becomes a technique. And so they, uh, they use this particular thing called anchoring whereby you create a state and you can bring that state back up at will. You recognize that you're in this angry state. Step one, step two is you evoke the technique that brings you to a different state. Could be an image you create in your own head. Takes only a couple of seconds once you're really good at it. Could be an image, could be a word you tell yourself. A good example of that is if you watch the um, the movie with Kevin Costner, he's a baseball pitcher and he's all this noise, his arms hurting, the end of his career, and he says three words, clear the mechanism. And in those three words, he trained himself that when he said that, it brought him into a new way of seeing. Everything faded out through this trained mechanism. You can evoke a certain shift in your mental state. And when you shift that mental state, you then move into a place where you can perform again. For such a young player who started fairly late in his sport, Robbie has had his fair share of injuries, including an injury that happened to his ankle and his decision to stay on the field after what was clearly a serious injury. Fractured most of my fingers like at the joints up top. I've broken my two big toes. I've worst one was slapping my ligaments in my ankle. So it was to under it was under fourteens selections to make Fred's Coast Crushers. And I was about to run through, break through, score. And one of the players, he grabs my ankle by, he grabs it by the heel and the top of my foot and pulls it back. And it, the loudest pop I've like ever heard, like bang, just happens. And I can't stand on it. It's just hanging there, like not doing anything. So I play the ball. Then I hop off the field and I go to the first aid officer and I ice it. Then I, me being me, I was like, oh, pain's gone. I'll go back on the field. So I keep running. 
run the whole field, score with a grade two ligament sprain in my ankle. So I pretty much have one ankle and then gets worse throughout the day. Mum gets home. She's like, it's bruising everywhere. She's like, we're going to the hospital. So I got crutches. I was on crutches only for, I think, two weeks and I could kind of walk on it. But I had an ankle brace for the whole year and the whole of this year. So I have to wear an ankle brace when I play for two years. We talk about motivation to come back from an injury, but there's a lot of research that says that when you're injured, you need to recover. Yeah. And you need to go through a recovery plan. Do you think that in this instance, where you've gone to get first aid, you've actually put ice on it, do you think it was a wise decision reflecting back on it to go back on the field? No, it was probably... The worst thing I could have done. But if there's games still happening and if the slightest chance I can go back out and play, I will. It happened then I could walk on it, I could run on it. There was no bruising or swelling yet and felt around. She's like, yeah, it feels all right. I'm like, yeah, I can walk on it, I can run on it. So then I went back on, I was running around, tackling. And then the numbing of the ice went away, the pain come back and I couldn't walk on it. I'm like, no, I can't do this. I asked physiotherapist Callum Ireland from Physical Health Services to talk about dealing with a potentially serious injury during a game or competition. It's a challenging thing because athletes always want to go back onto the field and that's a challenge for your sports injury management staff. So whether they're trainers, physios, doctor, often you really have to take I guess, ownership of that and not leave that decision in the hands of the athlete because, you know, they're often full of adrenaline and they have a lot of other motivations going on other than what is best for their health. And as the the staff in charge with injury management, it's our responsibility to try and, I guess, yeah, take ownership of that situation. So I think an injury that's severe enough to ice would usually, if it hasn't been fully assessed, so if you have a, a trainer there who's provided some sports first aid, Um, and it's severe enough that the athletes left the field, then as a general rule, if it can't be managed on the field, then the player shouldn't return to play until they've been cleared, safe to return to play. So yeah, and often if you're, you know, hobbling around and you're trying to protect one joint that's feeling quite uncomfortable, then you're going to be at higher risk of something else potentially happening, or you're simply going to uh, aggravate that injury further. How would you have felt about it if it went from a tear to a rupture? Um, it would have been a lot worse and I probably would have dialed it back and not gone on. If I knew if, if I knew it was a tear straight away, I wouldn't have gone back on because I know that's very serious. Muscle damage is like, can take your lifetime to heal. What have you learned from that experience as far as managing injuries into the future? I should be smarter with it, not try and ice it temporarily to go back out and temporarily play and make it worse and be out for longer. So I I guess the question you could ask yourself is what's more important, the game or your career? Yeah, that's the problem that I have with injury. Like I don't, I'll put it aside for the game, but if I play with an injury, it could ruin my career going forward. Being in a regional area and being at the top of your sport in a regional area leads you to start thinking about what the future holds. I'm interested to know how long do you think you can stay in your home uh, before you have to start thinking about moving? Yeah, we have talked about this. So say if I get contract, say with the Storm or like Wynnum, I'd probably have to move to Sunny Coast. The goal is to get put for a nudgy, like for rugby league. Getting picked for a scholarship is a really good thing I could do. I've spoken about if I have to move away from here, I would. I asked Yasmin 
how she would feel about her son moving away. I don't know. It's hard to get your head around, I think, because we've lived, well, my husband and I have lived here for 20 years, so, and the children have been raised here. But yeah, opportunity definitely is quite scarce here. So we do realise that there is travel involved. Uh, We have spoken to Robbie about the fact that he may one day need to move away. And obviously he's completely okay with that. As a mum, I'm not okay with that. (laughs) But like I said, I would never stand in the way of his dream. If he is 100% committed, then we're here to help him pursue his dreams. We're not here to stop them. So yeah, when that time comes, I think we'll cross the bridge then. What are your plans for this year? Make White Bay again. Hopefully make Queensland. Hopefully win a Manly. That's a whole new door now. So we're going away playing carnivals for them in different places. So that's new selectors, new places, new teams I could make. So obviously I want to make those do good there. Keep going with Storm. Hopefully play more games for them. Just get better. I asked Yasmin what advice she would give a parent who has a child pursuing their passion for sport. Just keep encouraging them. If that's their passion, if that's where their heart lies, then absolutely, you know, and you need to make yourself available as a parent. You're going to have to take time off work. You're going to have to put in the travel and just be 100% there for them and support them. Let them know that they're doing a great job and try and encourage them not to listen too much to any negative comments. Obviously, they're going to hear them, but let them know that sometimes those comments are purely to try and discourage them from doing well, I believe. So if you can build their character and their resilience towards things, I think that's really important. Robbie, thank you for your time. No problem. There is a reason I enjoy interviewing young athletes. It reminds me that they are a work in progress, a canvas that is at the beginning of its revelation. Young athletes need guidance as they set out to shape their future. I guess that's the purpose of this podcast. Robbie Boresboom is a rough diamond that has the skills and determination to succeed in his sport. I hope someday I'll be sitting at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane as Queensland take on New South Wales in a state of origin. As the players run out of the tunnel, I will catch a glimpse of the words on the back of one of the Queenslanders, Boars Boom. Don't forget to follow Intense Sport on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Visit our website at www.intentsport.com or listen to our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Stitcher. If you'd like to nominate a junior athlete to be showcased in one of our future champion episodes, simply go to our website and complete the nomination form.